Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story should be a sweet little tale, haha, of the first pet, but it doesn't quite sit right with me. Binkley, tell us what you got and tell me if you think my reaction is appropriate or rash. Well, I don't know what your reaction is, but I have a feeling that I am not going to think it's a rash reaction. Some people are going to be singing I'll Be Home for Christmas this year. One living being that won't be doing that is Major Biden, the Biden's family dog who has been cast off never to come home again and replaced with a new dog that was introduced on President Biden's Twitter feed yesterday with a little quirky video that showed President Biden walking the dog, throwing the tennis ball to the dog. It's a new, younger German shepherd puppy named Commander. You couldn't name it Major because the dog they cast off was already named Major. It's worth reminding people that Major Biden was praised in the media. Joe Biden was praised in the media for bringing Major Biden into the White House because it was a wags to riches story, as they framed it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The dog went from the pound to the White House. And they beautiful purebred. They promoted that story to show how humane President Biden is in comparison to Trump, who did not have a dog for four years because Trump would say when asked, I don't have time for a dog. Can you imagine me walking a dog in the front lawn of the White House? But saying he didn't have time for a dog is very accurate for a president. Joe Biden, on the other hand, brings in a a pound puppy. They neglect it, I'm sure, because you got to pay more attention to dogs that come in from the pound usually and it has a few nipping incidents and they cast it off and and replace it so who there is the more humane one one who wrecks a dog psychologically or one who recognizes they don't have time for it well one thing is that i've had almost all the dogs i've ever had have been rescues and i like golden retrievers it's actually harder to get golden retrievers nowadays from from the rescue, we used to be able to get purebred golden retrievers from the rescue, and now you really can't. And even then, they kind of cost money. So for him to have a purebred German Shepherd, either the dog had problems or it was from a German Shepherd rescue, which probably pretty well places them. So I'm not sure it was like the if he had gotten some mangy mutt, but dogs who are rescued that are rescued. They're not as like kind of loyal, easy to train. In my experience, I've had a couple of puppies and they're much easier to work with because, I mean, in the beginning, puppies are not good. But so it's, it is actually rather a commitment to rescue a dog and it is worthwhile. But from the very beginning, they did not give that dog personal attention. And if it is going to nip, which they might should have known before they made their big announcement, just usually they send, I have a friend who rescues pit bulls from death row. So I've seen a lot of this kind of stuff and the dogs do go back eventually if they're ill trained or, you know, really can't handle the situation, but it's a little uncool to make that kind of a commitment publicly. On the other hand, if you can't handle it, you should give the dog back. Yeah. And in a statement, they took none of the responsibility for what they did they had their one of their press secretaries say, after consulting with dog trainers, animal behaviorists, 
and veterinarians, the first family has decided to follow the experts' collective recommendation that it would be safest for Major to live in a quieter environment with family friends. This is not a reaction to any new specific incident, but rather a decision reached after several months of deliberation as a family and discussions with experts. Yeah, I'm sure Joe sat down with the family and a collection of experts, and they came to this tough decision to get rid of the family dog they have had for uh, ever since they've been in the White House. And then they also made the announcement that it is now confirmed that the wait is over for a White House cat as the first family will soon be bringing in a female cat in January to celebrate. Meanwhile, poor Major is having a bummer of a Christmas. Well, if it is with friends and good people and it's better for the dog i'm in favor of that but i just it, it's all seemed like a lot of virtue signaling and it was a pr ironic. to begin with and it failed yes right and then to not follow through on the commitment is actually the opposite for me yeah it's a bad know, example as a dog that they said owner. yeah just in general, yeah. the responsibility he talks about a lot, and he's setting this example of abandoning something that's a problem, pushing a problem onto somebody else. That's, that's exactly what government does. I'll tell you, though, when Rosie O'Donnell, I believe it was Rosie O'Donnell, adopted several kids, and I think one of them she sent back. She couldn't handle the kid. And I remember, you know, being a catty little bitch and being like, oh, what a bitch, you know. And my mother <laughs> said, like, whether you like her or not, Rosie or not, like you have to acknowledge what you can handle and what you can't handle. So I have a son with Down syndrome and we can handle, but it's hard. And people who have less are going to have a harder time, less resources, less support. And and it like made me sad that they didn't have orphanages anymore because those people who have such a hard time, anyone who is pregnant with a, per- with a child who has Down syndrome, you know, they don't really have that choice of other resources. And that is when like abortion basically replaced the orphanages. So you have to recognize your limits. And I don't think we should judge people on their limits. But uh, on the other hand, I do think public virtue signaling when dealing with a sentient being should not be taken in lightly. Absolutely. I'm not judging on giving it to somebody else if you can't take care of it. What I'm judging on is the fact that it was a publicity stunt and they use that dog as a prop to begin with. It's exploitation. And especially during the pandemic, too, when they were promoting this propaganda about Bynes, a loving dog owner, there was a lot of people running to rescues to adopt dogs because of the pandemic that they then took back in floods as the pandemic went on because they couldn't handle it. So this is a bad behavioral modeling, if anything, by the president. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But given that the press is not going to Should go send out of him their back way, to the pound. Could you imagine if Trump had done that? They would be outraged. He would be just the worst. A monster. Instead, they're framing Biden again as a loving pet owner. Humane. Yeah. Yeah. So that I did not like that story at all, just because I thought that was just a scam to begin with. And I didn't like it when I first heard it. On to little bit of gaming news. So, <laughs> well, just in time for Christmas. This exactly. is our last show. Just in show time for Christmas. People are so used to playing video of games. Of the year. In, right. In their homes or now the virtual <laughs> world even. However, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has now opened a formal investigation into 
nearly 600,000 Tesla vehicles that have been sold since 2017 over the automaker's decision to allow video games to be played on the front center touchscreen while the car is in motion. They found that starting in 2020, that drivers can now play it while the car's driving prior to then they could only play it when the car was stopped and they are worried about distraction issues they had one complaint so i guess that's what spurred this investigation and or they say that they their decision to open this investigation was based on reports that the game tesla's gameplay functionality is visible from the driver's seat and can be enabled while in motion and that it would evaluate aspects of the feature including the frequency and use scenarios of of what is called passenger play, which I find that to be an interesting term. <laughs> gaming, passenger play. And it currently has three games. This function it has solitaire, has a conquest strategy scenario, and a jet fighter game, which I find it interesting that you can do like a flight simulator while pretending to fly a plane while a computer is driving your car for you. It just seems a little bit backwards. It's Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous because you might as well just drive the effing car. Exactly. There's no shortage of people driving themselves around. It's not like it saves you any time. This is just stupid. And it's obviously a stepping stone into being plugged into the grid and not having gold guns in a getaway. That, exactly. I think it is and, a stepping stone. It's under the guise of trying to prevent it. I think this is ushering in the age of gaming while driving. Because why? if you're going to have a, driver, a driverless car... what? I've seen people do worse things than solitaire driving using their hands. So people want to game. Maybe, maybe people are so uncomfortable with, with the driverless experience that they had to give them this other thing as a, as a bridge. This, you know, maybe the oh, yeah. generation that's used to driving can't really handle it. You know, they, they can tell. They do psychological studies. They can tell. How are you going to bridge the gap between the driverless future and the autonomous past? Yeah, and I can't wait for the day when people are playing like the need for speed in their car while their car is driving for them. So they drive virtually, but they don't, <laughs> don't drive in the Gosh, real world. Imagine what terrible drivers they'll be if they're playing like Grand Theft Auto when they're when they're in their Tesla. Could you imagine when they actually have a car that is a real driver yeah. for a while they there? Say, Stop Tesla. Then they get out and start beating people with a baseball bat. But a lot of this is re <laughs> <laughs> it's related to what they're calling infotainment and driverless car laws. They've had some infotainment laws since 2013, and they've been updating them throughout the years. Most most recently in 2020. But oh yeah, there's a. A Mercedes-Benz recall in 2020 because they violated some of the infotainment laws around movies and games and, and stuff that could be activated on television screens and internet displays while driving because of the distractions they cause, which is going to bring up some conflict when we get the full AR, VR, well, AR especially, because augmented reality is screens coming out of your face, basically, up in front of you. So I think we're going to be see, seeing a move towards regulating the type of entertainment that is allowed in cars related to AR, VR, and, and just the future driverless situation. God, it's so freaky. Yeah, like that whole Pokemon Go thing. It was just such an out-of-the-nowhere major pervasive phenomenon. There was so much, so much to it. You know, so much, so much. It was pregnant with so much of what was coming. Yeah. So. I just anyway. poured out a little drink for Major when I heard you say Major again. Poor guy. 
Sorry. Oh, are we are we doing shots? Yeah. <laughs> drink. We're Major Biden. I'll drink one from Major Biden. I've been pregnant. I thought I was going to get a little pushback on <laughs> the metaphorical use of pregnant. Yeah. All right. So sticking to the web, Amazon Web Services, the largest cloud computing operation in the world, has 40% of the world's cloud infrastructure. A lot that we're building a lot of this. Yeah. And it was messing on. up a lot. Over the past year or two, this is the third time in the past month there has been a major outage with the Amazon cloud computing operation. And again, a large number of websites and services used to perform everyday tasks, smart homes, stuff like that, were out. They say the issue was resolved within an hour this time, but several applications, including the workplace communication platform Slack and the online gaming store, Epic Games, reported disruptions, and this is today that this happened, which also makes me think about that story again we were just talking about a moment ago. I think that could also be some sort of training, because if you're going to have people in driverless cars, you might as well have them working on gaming-type stuff to train them for whatever it is you want them to do. We see now that video games are definitely a training ground for what they want children to be able to do in the future, whether it's war or whether it's creating the metaverse. I think there could be some of that going on. Utilize their time. I remember the first World Economic Forum white paper I saw years ago that I thought was like, I couldn't really get my mind around it completely in that it was just couched in those flowery terms. But it was clear when I think back, these things are studies. They're not concern papers. So the concern was... Do boys playing video games train them for, you know, military service or being warlike or whatever? And it was like, we need to study this because we're worried about it. And I at the time was like, it really sounds like we need to study it because we want to exploit it. But am I reading too much into this? And now in retrospect, I look at the World Economic Forum and like no one could be no entity could be more sinister and if necessary deceitful than them and i feel like yeah like it's it's obvious this is what it's all about and it's becoming more obvious every day and one more thing about this amazon story which they say was caused by a a problem in their north virginia data data center a power outage in their in northern virginia you know up there where the cia is and they had some connectivity problems, which I don't believe at all. Because we do have that story again where the biggest vulnerability in modern computing age is right now still in computers across the planet. And they said Amazon was vulnerable to this computing vulnerability. I don't know enough about the hacking stuff, but I saw another story about this vulnerability still being present and hackers still exploiting it just today. So this could be related to that, even though they would not admit it. But Another thing this could be is just penetration testing. They could just be seeing where this oh, is going. Oh, come on. You're allowed to say penetration? It's called not- penetration testing. <laughs> you know, it has multiple meetings. As Welcome things a rapist would say, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. So I think that this could just be a little bit of penetration testing to see how deep into the systems an uh, unwanted hacker could, could force himself. <laughs> That was good. That was good. That was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really took that to 11. You really took that one home, didn't you? <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of 11, I have the top 10 11 events of 2021. All right. <laughs> top, top 11 events. <laughs> I was just trying to 
a segue, but I can't. I'm getting a little punchy because this is our last show. You would not believe what's happening in the background here as we try to prepare for our trip tomorrow. It was a little aggressive of me not to take this day off or to plan tomorrow as a trip. We're wrapping presents and just making arrangements. It's kind of crazy. So I actually don't know how many things I have, and half of them are from 2021, and half of them are looking towards 2022 and one of them has like 10 sub things anyway that's the big thing so i don't know how you want me to un unveil this do you want me to just hit a bunch of things and then give you the big one and i i don't know if i'm organized enough to do however you're most okay i know what to do i'm gonna do five just quick hits then i'm gonna do my big thing from 2021 and then i have like eight 2022 you know, we're foreshadowing on the 2022 stuff. Okay. All right. You want it? All right. So let me hit my like five things. I don't know. And oh, the other thing is as a Christmas present, we're going to skip the break today. So we'll go through, we'll do 35 minutes of the free 30 and that'll give us time to chat about this stuff. I think that's fun. All right. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Okay. So let me give you just the five things first. Uh, I do believe that the whole Vax thing has more to it than meets the eye, obviously. The I, the Delta thing emerged, Delta strain emerged when the Vax rolled out. Now the um, Omicron is emerging as and it's affecting kids as the kids Vax is rolling out. I recall that World War One and World War Two were orchestrated behind the scenes and then prolonged. I actually have a book called Prolonging the Agony about World War One. You can also read Target Patton, which I think talks about how they prolonged the agony for World War Two. I believe this is a full on substitute for war as Per the report from Iron Mountain, which is going to be in our white-pilled Christmas avalanche of interviews when I, in the premium-only portion, but the free stuff's going to be history homos and me, but the premium is where we hit the report from Iron Mountain and how the pandemic really fits the bill for the substitute for war. I believe we'll continue to see the sports model more from pure warlike adversarial to... um a pandemic era thing as you have transgender uh, social justice issues in in the amateur stuff and maybe even the professional stuff. If you have COVID reserve, it's just clear that they're morphing the structure of society into the pandemic thing and all that that implies. Then we've got January 6th, which marks the rise of the domestic terrorism. I feel like Q is going to kind of reemerge as being not only white supremacist, but anti-Semitic and anti-Islamic. And that the January 6th stuff is going to go down as the terrorist act, the 9-11 act that justifies abandoning our fundamental principles of law, uh, just like that did. Yeah. And I'll say that on January 6th, they're going to have a whole bunch of events to memorialize or remember, do whatever to propagate. Reinforce. Nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be like the biggest clown day in the history of politics, I think, because that whole the way they presented this has just been a clown. People call it the clown show lately. That's a thing people a term people have been using. Congress should just dress up as clowns that day for the S show they're going to be throwing at us. Maybe we'll get an actual clown. There's a there's a senator or congressman or the equivalent thereof in Brazil who was a TV clown. Why not? Like Bozo the Clown is 
One of please, those, I was like, please maybe Al Franken will, I will love come that. back. So, yeah, so the January 6th thing, for sure. Um, then there, the Haitian president, Moise, did arrest a bunch of people for a coup, which there was evidence was backed by the U.S. in February. He ended up getting and killed later in the year in an assassination. Uh, there was a lot of funny business, but I thought this was part of a, a larger pattern where the U.S. is reasserting its Western Hemisphere hegemony and sunsetting its world hegemony in favor of China. I feel like that is a plan, and we will see that continue to unfold as the as next year and beyond. Uh, as far as geopolitics relates to that, Russia and Germany and their relationship continue to be the driving force for tensions in Europe. The island nations can't have it. China's probably opposed to that as well. So maybe we're maybe that's a joint effort that uh, is going on behind the scenes with China. We focus on China as this big enemy, but they might we might have common interests. We meaning the powers that be from the West. So that would be an issue. And then I also see increasing escalation of of conflict in Ukraine. Because of that, Germany is the industrial powerhouse. Russia is the resource powerhouse. For a hundred years, that has been a big threat to the English-speaking island nations. I can, I think it will continue to be. Then, uh, and then the, there was a second impeachment this year, but that went on the heels of the first impeachment, which I, I think was meant to make Trump look like the guy who had something to do with Ukraine. But really, I think Biden has always been knee deep in Ukraine. And then this year marked the introduction, the launching, the unveiling of the metaverse. Bitcoin hit almost $70,000. Ross Ulbricht's Bitcoin is in government hands. They own a large percentage of all the Bitcoin in the world because of their Ross Ulbricht thing. They, they auction it off as a premium because it's been kind of vetted as no longer seizable because it's even though it was involved in crimes like there's just a lot about the metaverse and the digi dollar that i think are kind of gonna merge and it's gonna use like the block chain and the bitcoin platforms and who knows maybe trump social media will have a trump coin and that'll be part of that whole thing so that's yeah. what i was gonna say that wasn't a very that was not a very lucid <laughs> comment but I put a lot of buzzwords in there, so maybe it sounds like it made sense. <laughs> but then there's I think the they'll definitely get a Trump coin thing. Going, I'm sure. Yeah. But there's a big thing, big thing. Maybe there'll be a Trump verse. Perhaps Trump Trump's version Trump of the metaverse. Trump International, like Trump, Trump stuff. You get to hang Trump's out with up. Trump in the metaverse? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be perfect for him because he wouldn't actually have to do it. Yeah. It's me, Trump the Avatar. I think that would be, yes. people would love that. Yes. He could just insult yes, the libs to you privately Actually, in your own little that's metaverse how you get, room. That's how you get Q inside the metaverse. Yeah. I mean, that might be a yeah, fun thing. He's not saying experience. stay out of the metaverse. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's the big thing the big, big, big thing, the big world changing thing uh, that happened. And it is multifaceted and it's definitely going to continue. And that is that systems are breaking down. Systems are breaking down. And this I want to talk about a little bit. I want your input. 
remember we we'd been talking about this from the beginning when Stacey Abrams was running against the other Stacey and the people in the audience were talking about how they're going to boo that other girl down, that other woman down. They're going to interfere with what they would consider good behavior and right processes because the processes aren't working. Not that the processes weren't actually working, but the processes weren't resulting in what they wanted. So it wasn't like people weren't showing up or were booing or whatever. It wasn't that. It was that their Stacy wasn't winning. So they had to get into it. And ever since then, I've noticed that there's been a an attack on processes. So I'm I believe society is self-ordering. That's why I can be an anarchist or an anarcho-capitalist and a rigorist, because I believe society is self-ordering. It's not because I don't like order. It's that I like order. I think there is natural order. I think order is so natural that we don't need it imposed on us. But to the extent that like the common law system, I really like the common law system because it's over the centuries actual cases have been adjudicated and anything that fits that case pattern, if it's been adjudicated at a high enough level, is a sample, is a, a model for us so that we can live by it and we can resolve disputes by it. So there's a lot about our fundamental legal system that I like. And I like a lot about our constitution, even though I prefer the Articles of Confederation. But uh, so I defend them because they're good in the context of us having government, which as PQ did point out, people want. So I see what's happening when I heard Michael Chertoff, the second uh, head of the Department of Homeland Security, say we need Congress to institute a new fundamental legal architecture in this country. That was clear to me. They wanted to tear down that stuff that gives us liberty and order at the same time and responsibility and predictability, all of that. And to that end, I see at least 10 things that they are using to give us chaos and to justify a big change. So some have already happened. They're already underway. And a few I predict for the next year. So I think I have about 10 of these. Uh, power, the power grid, the weather systems, fires, all of those things are highly disruptive. And because weather is power is failing, and fires are being started, weather is, uh, we can't deal with the weather issues, even though we should have been able to. So when you look at the Texas power outage, they made decisions to shut it down. So we don't know that systems failed out of control. We made those decisions. So what do you think? Any thoughts on any of this, Binkley? That, so I'm just thinking there'll be more power outages that weather will continue to be blamed. That'll be ramped up. Uh, the fires will continue to not only tear down. It's not our legal yes. structures. It's I, our actual structures. I think they'll continue penetration testing and have a lot of chaos going on out there. I think that a lot of that really is that all joking side on that. Because I, I think they're testing to stretch the limits of it. Like the vigilant guard, to, uh, what are the whatever the simulation was, the vigilant guard yeah. simulation where they blew up the bridge in Georgia and they did all that. I think they're really stretching the system to its limits. And for whatever reason, whether they're training and or trying to transform it, like you're saying, I think absolutely it's going to continue to amp up. I think we're just getting started. Yeah, I think I I understand what you're saying. And I think back in the day they did do it to test limits. But now I think they're using it to act as though those limits are being breached and they're absolutely not being breached 
even with their psyops, they're not being breached. But even to the extent that they are being breached, it's entirely false or inorganic. Okay, the supply chain thing. I still can't. I still do not accept that that is organic. I believe that that is a function of uh, of so. So let's say like the vaccine, the vaccine issues that Novavax had that India had. If you look into that, there were just arbitrary laws about. So we were making we were making promises to get the vaccine everywhere. We were paying for them. We were ordering them. Other Western countries were doing similar then if you dug into why was India not getting that Novavax one, so the Novavax is a conventional protein subunit vaccine that would have competed with these innovative and controversial mRNA and DNA viral vector ones. So we just wanted those out there so that people would have a choice and you could actually see if they had fewer side effects or whatever. If you looked, there were just these kind of arbitrary rules about certain supplies not being allowed to leave this country. So I think it was like sterile baggies that that India was like, well, we expected these sterile baggies from the Novavax, something like that. It was a little bit old. But if you dug into a lot of these issues, there were policies at heart. At heart. And some of them are just shutting down transportation, event to a one-stop. But the the supply chain issues are are there, I think, just to slow down systems, to increase control, to make things within borders, or maybe even just to slow China down the way they slowed us down 100 years ago in order for everyone to kind of keep pace with each other, which makes it easier for the world government people to control. It also triggers panic among the population. Oh, yes, that strategy of tension. That's why I like the Omicron thing when people are just like, oh, now we're uncertain about whether we can travel. It's just in time for Christmas, you know, interrupting your plans. That kind of uncertainty is really unnerving. Really, it's worse. It's actually I remember that when I had my son with Down syndrome, they didn't know for sure his diagnosis for days. And it was actually worse to not know. I actually felt relieved when I found out. Because I, I just knew what I was dealing with. Yeah. yeah. I saw another angle on this today. The story has been for the past couple of weeks, your Christmas gifts aren't going to get there in time. Today, the story was how President Biden is helping your Christmas gifts get there on time. Oh, nice. And that did also play into, actually, this is a big thing about the supply chain, probably interfering with you getting a car. But we got my son an Xbox mini fridge, which has definitely got some chips in it. And <laughs> and the mini chips. fridge. Yeah, it looks like a mini fridge. I don't know. That's what, that, if you want to get the right one, you got to make sure, mom, that it's the mini fridge. So uh, okay, it looks like a mini fridge. It looks like a mini fridge, and that's what they call it. Like if you googled it, if you wanted the right one, but I think we even got it at like the t- sticker price. Like so, they're slowing down on cars, but not on stuff that's zoomy. You know, well, stuff Xboxes that- you can't get. They're very hard to get. Some you got to do go through. Bunch of I'm telling you, no, pulled. just it just opened up. Maybe not, th- but like last month, we got it last month for the price. I'm saying PlayStation, not Xbox. Xbox. Oh, you said Xbox though. Oh, did I meant PlayStation? Yeah, yeah PS5. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, so anyway, um, another big, big, big thing, and you know it as well as I do, is is now and in the future, they are saying that the system broke down for elections. Oh, yeah. The system broke down. The system doesn't work. Both sides think the system doesn't work. And that means it'll be replaced by a system that works, but not for us. Yeah. Then legislative processes are breaking down. So Manchin, 
The one guy who could have gotten Build Back Better done did not. So the legislative process, the allegedly constitutional process for all that stuff didn't work. Now I'm confident, I think it's a high likelihood that Biden takes emergency action, executive action to implement some of the climate things that they would have done through the process of legislation, but it didn't work and it's too urgent. Get where I'm going? Mm-hmm. So the legislative process has also broken down. Then we have labor markets have broken down. So you have a place where ever a time when everybody got fired and yet no one, yet there are job openings everywhere. There's a complete disconnect in the labor market. And you can do that by having radical systemic interruptions. Not just, I mean, even if you invent a, a sewing machine, so this is what the Luddite expression comes from. You invent a sewing machine, and all the Luddites didn't want that because they were seamstresses. Now, it happens to be that there's more work for seamstresses after the sewing machine than before. It's kind of like laundry. You spend more time doing laundry now that we have a washing machine because we wash our clothes every single day or used to not would do that. But as if you just invent a sewing machine, even if it eliminates the seamstress, which it doesn't, those seamstresses would get other jobs. It would be disruptive, but temporarily, and they would move to other industries. If you have systemic interruptions, like everybody gets a stimmy check and no one's allowed to work, that's going to create a massive disruption. And then during that time, you transition a lot of the work to being online work, which you can also outsource to another country. You've got those kind of problems. Then at the same time, just as that's trying to ease up, you start telling all those people that if they want to go back to work, they have to get a um, an injection that uh, is supposed to get their body to produce an antigen in basically uncontrolled amounts. So that's scary for people. And a lot of people are going to opt out and they, because they're not looking for a job like that, looks like they're not looking for jobs. So you have massive disconnect in the labor market. But that's when you can start saying, uh, we need to bring in a totally different system because we just don't have enough labor. So we, we have to cut down on cops. We have to bring in mental health. We have to cut down on teachers. We have to bring in more um, Zoom schooling. We, we have to bring in robots. So that was very disruptive. And it was based on a false perception that the free market process was breaking down. And then you've got infrastructure. Infrastructure is breaking down. You you see that Miami condo collapse. That is the start of what I'm sure is going to be a whole wave of a different kind of building. And you see the Amazon web cloud. That's infrastructure. That's break not breaking down, but it's having stoppages as it continues to grow, I would say. Right. That's the transition. And in order to buy it, the transition, you have to make sure that everything either stops or doesn't even work as well as it used to. And a lot of the things about like the 80s buildings, like the Miami condo collapse, that's going to probably spread. A big thing with the World Trade Center was that you could not wire it for modern high-speed internet. Like that would have just been basically impossible. Plus it, ha- it was full of asbestos. So you could, it's funny, it was full of asbestos. So it should never have burned. It would have been really hard for it to burn. Not if it like a b- ignite jet fuel or whatever. Um, 
uh, people are going to think that I think that's really what happened. I, it's definitely not what I think happened. <laughs> it was definitely, you can watch it explode. But I'm just saying that uh, they'll have to, te- they have to tear buildings down in order to make them highly surveillance oriented or highly zoom oriented. Some are just not going to be able to be retrofitted. And I think that's what that was all about. But what they're telling us is inspections don't work. Buildings collapse out of nowhere. It's preposterous. That isn't true. It does not happen. And they're telling us that because they want a reset. All of these things are all about a reset. Then crime is on the rise. The crime had been disturbingly low for people who live by the sword. People who live to sell you security, they could not tell her. I nailed it with Ferguson. I said the only thing that could explain Obama's speech here is if he actually wants crime to rise. And it's risen. Basically, I think it's been on the rise mostly ever since then. And they're trying to tell us that our criminal justice system needs revamping. And I absolutely think it does. We should completely eliminate plea bargains and eliminate all mala prohibita laws. Absolutely 100% right away. That's not what they're doing. What they're actually doing is reclassifying serious crimes against person and property to be minor crimes and then eliminating any kind of deterrent at the minor crime level. And they are going out of their way, in my opinion, to create more of just the kind of crimes that we it's legitimate to remedy. Uh, So that's kind of my all that big picture 2021. And then I just want to say a couple of things, a few things I expect in 2022 in that regard are cyber, a big cyber attack, big, 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 uh, transportation disruption. Something's going to give with this air airlines and having violence in the airlines and all that. Like there's something up with that. And then I believe that they are going to emphasize traffic accidents, traffic deaths, so that they can kind of move, accelerate the move towards driverless and highly controlled. And then since I have talked your ear off, I'm going to save my other predictions for 2022 for the XR. All right. Well, so I guess that wraps it up then since we don't have the ads we've yeah all right oh but i did want to i did want to tell people that we have a ton of stuff for our break we have a it's the white pilled christmas so a lot of the stuff is white pilled the conversation i had with noble about having a special needs child was for people who um like the more personal stuff that's going to be in our feed and the history homo stuff we talked about report from iron mountains we we've got a ton of it's an avalanche of interviews we have we're posting free and premium every single day that we otherwise would have posted DNB. And if you want all the premium stuff, rockfin.com slash propaganda report is absolutely fantastic. You get our stuff and everybody else's stuff. And Patreon, of course, you get the RSS feed with the XR, you get DPPs, you get Zoom. But I want to tell everybody, we are also now on Locals, propreport.locals.com. So even if you are already a subscriber, go for it. Take one month free. Use the promo code TRYLOCALSFREE and have fun with us over break. Binkley's going to do some satire from the archives. He's going to post his parody videos. I'm doing the 12 Cocktails of Christmas and a lot of other people are already there posting and having fun. So sorry if that qualified as a commercial. Hopefully you just skipped it if you didn't want to hear it. But I'm excited and I want to really engage with people on Locals over the holidays. So hopefully you'll join me. If you don't like it, just cancel it at the end. 
And if you are interested in checking us out on the DNB XR, we are going to be talking about one man's Christmas lights fail, how it went viral for all the right reasons, and a drug suspect denies owning a package that's wrapped around his package. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Merry Christmas. And oh, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll Come talk to on. you Did you year. get my present? No, I didn't. Dude, you're going to love it. I'm sure I will. You give fantastic presents every year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everyone. We'll talk to y'all in the DMB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your year. Merry Christmas.